You are now listening to Cult Cinema Catacombs. These films exist. How dare you! (laughs) Oh God! Welcome, folks, to Cult Cinema Catacombs, our special third episode for the month of Halloween. We're 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 giving you an extra treat that's outside of the Patreon and everything else because we've been granted a gift that um, we didn't expect this year, uh, and Andy and I have decided silently that we would have to do this as a third film this month. Uh, but before we get to before we get to that, there, there there is a movie that we needed to quickly discuss that we both watched last night on Shutter, uh, that came from the early 80s, 84, wasn't it? it said, I think it was eighty four. Like, yeah, eighty four. Uh, Soul Survivor, which oh. is being touted as before there was Final Destination, there was Soul Survivor. Um, God, yeah, there's a lot to unpack here with this film. Uh, in a positive way, because I had fun with this thing. Oh, it was uh, crazy. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I didn't know what I was getting into. So I, I, I got a lot, and I was right with my assumption. When I was saying, I'm getting a Carnival of Souls vibe here, and God, I was on point with it. Um, but, I mean, just so much going on with this movie. I had questions about some of the characters. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's one way to put it. I had questions <laughs> about some of the characters. I have questions about just the um, was and this is me talking. Was the gratuitous nudity necessary? Oh, just out of nowhere, it's like okay. And I was actually starting to feel dirty because I couldn't figure out if her neighbor across the street was in high school or college. And we finally got the answer after the nudity scene. Uh, but still, prior to that, I was just like, should we be seeing this? What the hell? There is a, there is a eight minute sequence in this movie of three college students playing strip poker for no reason. For no reason. Serves no purpose. I'm like, okay, we need to make this movie R rated. Have her show her tits. Well, there's, from the jump street of this movie, there's dead, dead lady tits. Yeah. Like, there's plane crash victim tits in this movie well and and not just like dead lady tits torso of a dead lady's tits separate dead lady's tits torso in this. yeah and then we see one torso where one of the tits are ripped off and i'm like did i just see that i literally backed it up and what yes that is a lady's torso with a tit ripped off (laughs) <laughs> okay then. <laughs> like, wow. Like, all right. It, you all right. There. There's so many scattered body parts, and it's just like, it, and the way that the film opened, it was just so frantic. Like it, it opened up in, in like the middle of the action with her on the bus, all covered in blood and everything, and then suddenly 
bam, it looks like, you know, a disturbed music video out of nowhere. <laughs> just with my heart piled up amongst plane wreckage. And I'm just waiting for Land of Confusion to start playing. It, I, well, doesn't it... The movie opens on uh, the Roaster's Coffee psychic, Nancy <laughs> Reagan-ass bitch. Um calling her boss in the middle of the night to yell at him about the fact that this plane's going to crash. It's... Yeah. She goes all Gene Dixon on us out of nowhere. <laughs> and uh, yeah, the boss and her boss is just like, just go to fucking bed. <laughs> and sure enough, her prediction was right. Uh, sure. But what kills me is, is how she walks away from the way that she walked away from the plane crash with just a short, a sore shoulder I'm just like, oh, she's meant to die. <laughs> you know, immediately, I'm like, yeah, oh, it, she was meant to die. It gets, it gets very Final Destination-y meets the dead zone. Yeah. Pretty quick. And I, she starts getting haunted. Like I said, the Carnival Soul aspect comes into play because she starts getting haunted by... Uh, well, at first I thought maybe these were the victims on board the plane, but no... The Grim Reaper has decided that he's going to possess the bodies of the recently dead that's near her to have them chase after her. Yeah. For shingles. Yeah. For yeah. And giggles. My favorite I, character. So the there's a home invasion scene kind of um, where and the cops are great and the doctor is great. Like, everybody in this movie is just at an 11 the whole time. Wasn't the doctor the character you described as being uh, Wish's answer to Jared Leto? No, no. There was was one scene where the cops come to her house after that home invasion, and that's the guy. That's the guy. That, that, no, I, the, the, the doctor I wasn't was, getting that from him. I, I was just like, I'm not getting a Jared Leto vibe from him, but I certainly was getting a, if you order Chloe Sevigny from Wish <laughs> vibe from our main actress. Yeah, yeah, like I said, Judy Greer from AliExpress on that one. Yes. Um, <laughs> no, the, the doctor I took to calling Saw Babish, like, ba- or, uh, or um, Babbitt, Saw Babbitt, because he looked a lot like Bob Saget to me. Yes. Um, <laughs> I love the fact also that this movie went out of its way to let us know it was a Christmas movie. Yes. And then when we get to the doctor's house, literally for no reason whatsoever, menorah, menorah, <laughs> menorah. <laughs> Just like, we want you to know he's Jewish. I'm this, like, <laughs> this man is Jewish. All right. <laughs> I was just like, why are we focusing on the menorah? <laughs> we can go back to her in the kitchen making her food. We don't need to see the menorah seven fucking times in this scene. <laughs> Listen, it's a wild movie. The the cops and the doctor, the animosity that the cops and the doctor feel for each other is is real and it's great. The the yes. the uh the mortician, the uh, forensic pathologist. The oh my, I just losing his shit over the fact that all the blood pulled into the legs and not the stomach. Smoking, just 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 chain smoking, Luckies in the middle of this morgue. Just <laughs> and, and, then, the, and, 
and then as I mentioned in uh, the um, episode, the extra episode, we also had the uh, the house made entirely out of wood paneling, except for the kitchen. Oh. The kitchen had to be the sets were fancy. The, the the kitchen had to be Kermit green, just to set it off from the rest of the house. But everything else is like, well, we got all this wood paneling. What do we do with it? Well, we'll make a house out of it. I don't know. The just the um the sets overall were magnificent. Yeah, she the um the house has never left the seventies. Even though this film was set in nineteen eighty four, they never left the seventies. The mean, fireplace in her palatial wooden mansion was never out. She'd walk in from a long day of producing commercials and the fireplace is roaring. She goes to sleep. The fireplace is roaring. <laughs> the Never out. Student, the, the college student across the street when they're playing the strip poker, it's in a sunken floor oh, it's conversation so pit. From so the good. So like, good. I'm like, oh, my God, they have a sunken conversation pit. <laughs> Where's the party Coke and the uh, and the fondue pot? That's all that was missing. And like they had to stop playing strip poker when she had to come over because, you know, and the whole time this movie's happening and, and we're not we're not really going into the plot of it. But the whole time this movie's happening, the weird psychic just keeps calling and bothering her. They're filming a commercial for Roaster's Coffee with this. um <laughs> Over the hill, out of work actress that um, is hard up. starred in surfer movies. Yeah, um, and uh, <laughs> and she won't stop staring at the 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 crash survivor, like, and keeps calling and calling and and like bothering and calling and bothering until finally. She's like, okay, some this is happening because the same guy that I almost hit with my car. The other day, just tried to break into my house, but he's also been dead for 30 years. Like, something is happening here. Mm-hmm. She was the one that, when I texted you saying she's giving us Sandra Locke eyes. Yeah. That, that's who I was referring to as the psychic. <laughs> but I just, I, yeah, there's just so much going on. It's, it's, it's very dead zone. It's very final destination. It's, it definitely has. You know, shades of it follows also mm-hmm. because of just the random people, you know, going after her. But then the whatever it is, if it's the Grim Reaper or whatever that's possessing these corpses, finally has enough and is like, I got to kill somebody and starts <laughs> killing other people just because it's pissed. They're near. Yeah, they, just because they're around there. Like, okay, uh, we're going to take the college girl and kill her. Oh, this taxi cab guy who's into sex. He's dead. God, that uh, scene, by the way, that scene, the taxi cab scene, was ew. uncomfortable, <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> like I, that's... I've, I've got this lady in the back seat. I'm going to listen to sex talk with Dr. Drew right now. Uh, what do you do to please your man? What do you do to please your man, baby? Like, no. I rub, I rub baby oil on him and on me. Oh, I want to try that. Like, gross. This is gross. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, he deserves to die. Yeah, and he does. So good. And then the plot twist ending that we got 
which I guess is a plot twist ending after everything happens and we're back in the morgue. And suddenly now it's the mortician's turn because he knows too much. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, oh. Gotta hide the secret. Go. So if you have Shudder, watch check it. Check Soul Survivor out. It's a hoot. It really is. And and, and, and it's, it's directed by the same guy who gave us the cult classic Night of the Comet. So kind of give you an idea of just how. Oh, was it? Yes. Oh, uh, I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, so this will kind of give you an idea of what to expect with this film. Because <laughs> it's kind of the same vibe of outrageousness that uh, Night of the Comet is. So I was not aware of that. Okay, that makes a lot more sense now. All right. <laughs> but we're, but we're, we're here to do, and the reason we did all that is because the third movie we're watching this month, we want to talk about, we don't know anything about it, and we're not going to look into it. We're Period. going in totally blind. All we know is that it's the sequel to the WNUF Halloween special. Yep, that's, that's it. it. That's all we know. We we both bought this online and uh, received it on DVD. We haven't even cracked open Mm-mm. the 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 plastic on the on the, nope. the the plastic wrap yet. Until now, we're finally going to do it, and we're going to finally pop it into our players and watch this thing and uh, give our honest reaction to it. We are both huge fans of the WNUF Halloween special, uh, uh, so I'm highly looking forward to this. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, if you still haven't seen the first one, it was my favorite. Now, it didn't come out last year, but it, it was on Shutter last year. So it was the yeah. it was the favorite thing that I watched all year long. That was it. It was it was my it, I will watch it again before watching. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm turning it into a perennial for me. It's like I watched oh, yeah. it on Shutter, and then I found out that Vinegar Syndrome, through one of its uh, partnerships, was selling a Blu-ray of it. And I went, it's to buy. Yep. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yep. I did the same thing. thing. Bought one for me. Bought one for my old man. I had. <laughs> You got one. Um, and uh, not only that, but um, so there's the, the perennial favorites. Uh, we need to come up with a list, like a like a watch list of movies for people during October mm-hmm. that include the WNUF Halloween special that includes Mr. Boogity. Um, what else would you put on that list? Oh, God. Let's see here. So, yeah, Mr. Mr. Boogity is a different you can you can skip Bride of Boogity because uh, Bride of Boogity I mean, drags. you can skip it. Um, I, I'm I obligated. Would, <laughs> I would say for me, perennials would be the WNUF Halloween special. Mr. Boogity twice dead. Yep. I was going to say that has to be on there. Um, popcorn. OK. Uh, I would I would I would throw popcorn on there. No, actually, no. I'll take popcorn off and replace it with demons. Both the demons original and, and yeah, the original demons. Okay. Uh, even though I like demons too, also I would put the original demons on there, especially after I found out that they purposely made the movie with no plot. Just they, <laughs> said, they they just said we're just gonna have demons run rampant in the theater, and that's all that we that it was. And I was just like, that's. The- a way to do a movie. Perfect. Not out of the park. <laughs> yeah, I, I would put those as, uh, I mean, outside of the typical ones that you would normally do for Halloween, like the Universal Classics or Halloween or whatever, Slashers or whatever, I would 
I would put those on the list. Which ones would you put? So all, all those are great. Like, I agree with that. I would also, the ones that we watch here, the the one in particular, the, the two in particular, the one for sure um, is The Babysitter. I don't know if you've, have you seen The Babysitter? On Netflix? Yeah. Yes. It's, it's another one of those House of the Devil style movies that's just one that that is so much just an insane amount of fun to watch like just so much fun um also one of the ty west ones that i always talk about maybe not both but dealer's choice innkeepers or house of the devil Mm -hmm. they're just great movies um and then for and then for me we always watch uh babadook and it follows Mm -hmm. so those are the ones we watch but boogity wnuf special and twice dead i think are the the three big ones that I think everybody needs to watch, especially twice dead. <laughs> God, twice dead. Yeah. I mean, there's a reason we keep going back to, I mean, besides kiss me, the phantom of the park. There's a reason we keep going back to that one. Oh, and big Ben, I would throw, I would throw bad Ben on the list. Also. Um, yes. I actually, I would throw bad Ben on two lists. One as a perennial to watch during Halloween. And then when you want to go into spring cleaning season, <laughs> I, I would throw Bad Ben in as well for that one. You ever get you know the urge to flip a house? Watch Bad Ben. If you if you ever just want to blow an hour and a half, doesn't matter when, what time, just throw on Bad Ben. It's well worth it. <laughs> oh, I, want man, that, any, I, want, I want my name on a Bad Ben gravestone, Roy. Yeah, yeah. Tell, tell, the, tell the listeners about that, actually. So I don't know that Stips... Um, but I just saw what was the director's name? My 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 mind went blank. Oh God, of Bad Ben movies. Um, what's his name? Uh, yes. Um, <laughs> God damn it! God damn it! You know God what the fuck damn it! Means. <laughs> Can't remember my name. God damn it! <laughs> um, uh, Nigel Bach. Nigel Bach posted on Twitter. I think Twitter. plays himself in the movie. <laughs> Nigel Bach posted on Twitter. That you can, for $100, for the next Bad Ben movie that's coming out, Bad Ben Undead, you can have your name put on a gravestone. I really, really want to do it. (laughs) It would be appropriate for us, uh, because, I mean, that was one of our most beloved films that we've done on this show. Oh, my God. Bad Ben, so it would be kind of poetic if our names were on that movie. (laughs) Well, I am I I am ready to watch. I'm I have I have not stopped thinking about watching this since it came. You've I am been ready to watch. Sitting on this. this for a few months, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've said no. I know that we're going to do it on the show, and I know that I want this to be a Halloween movie. So I'm waiting, but now is the time. Oh, I'm going to throw two more movies actually oh. before we go onto the perennial list. Okay. Black Roses. Oh, shit. Okay, yeah. <laughs> and Hard Rockin' Zombies. Okay, okay. I'm definitely down with Black Roses. And I haven't. I don't know that I've... I didn't watch Hard Rockin' Zombies yet, but I need to. And I'm going to throw in a third, because it's also going to kind of promote and pimp out um, our Patreon. The 1986 version of Trick or Treat. Okay. Which came out during the days of Rock and Roll is Evil, which is also Hard Rock and Zombies and Black Roses at the same time. 
between the three, uh, Black Roses is definitely the most fun of the three because it's trauma, and trauma goes there with 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 the, with the message and decides fuck sure. it, you know. Um, but yeah, for the for our Patreon listeners this month and the month of October, we're doing another full length commentary, and we're going to do it on the 1986 Trick or Treat. Uh, so keep an eye out for that. If you're not signed up on the Patreon, go and uh, sign up on patreon.com forward slash cults of catacombs. And you get to hear us wax poetic on uh, trick or treat. Our Glenn or Glenda uh, one is up there right now. which We just had a blast with. So I can only imagine what's going to happen when we do trick or treat starring that one kid from family ties. Uh, <laughs> I still wonder if that's uh psychiatrist ever got his bear claw <laughs> still still wondering uh, all right gang we'll be right back after we finally witness the sequel to the wnuf yes special yes Grumbling here, him mumbling, I'm that single painted boogie 
Richardson or something like that because it reminded me of the Fantastic Four every time he would come on (laughs) and then he would say some insane movie that I so wish was real (laughs) oh my god okay I think it's safe to say that out of the three movies we've watched this month this was the best one I think it's safe to say oh yeah oh the yeah for sure no no question in my mind Uh, so the official title is out there Halloween megatape is the official uh, title to the WNUF Halloween special. Correct. And what I, what I love about this is is that it ties in with the original WNUF Halloween special, but doesn't try to repeat. No, the not at all. Halloween special. I I mean, it's a great concept. I mean, the whole concept is is that you have bought this random VHS tape from this guy who's like distributing these random videos where stuff was recorded off of television just for shits and giggles. Yes. At the flea market or at some (laughs) show. And we've all seen those vendors that just have like VHS tapes that are just like, what? Okay. And so it's he recorded it's in two parts and in two separate years in the nineties and uh, one of them is a, of a daytime talk show. And by the Rick, way, very Ricky Lake, very Ricky nailed Lake. it. Oh yeah. my God, nailed it. And then the second one was a live television broadcast for um, like a parody of all those shows in, that came in out. search of and yeah. like yeah, the oh, Jonathan yeah. Franks one and like yeah. And, oh man, it was good. And so we we get everything commercials and all. By the way, I want to see the uncut version of that Power Rangers parody that starts off the video. I want to see all of it. I want to see every bit. I want to see, I want to go to, uh, I want the, the thing that, that, that Chris and the, and his team does so beautifully is with these commercials, right? You, there are a lot of things out there that insist that you live in their world for the, for the duration of however long you're watching this thing. But they don't do a really good job of immersing you in that world. With both of these product, product, projects, the commercials that they give you, which are even the big name brand stuff, is so close to being what it should have, you know, what we know it as, that it mm-hmm. could be you walked through the, the mirror. You're in an alternate universe, and the, the, the super soakers renamed this other type of gun, or uh rollerblades are called this or oh, you the know rollerblade commercial was great oh my god I or like, the 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 bigfoot energy drink uh commercial <laughs> that's real or the the belgian elf uh dark <laughs> chocolate whatever that was that's a real you know like they he allows you to walk into that world and exist in it in a way that most every single project that tries to do the same thing just can't hit 
well, can't strike like, that chord. Even like the local commercials. Oh, those are my favorite because oh, they're so dead on. They're so dead on. The um, and and then the and then we're in the '90s now, not the '80s, yeah. right? So yeah. we've jumped a decade in terms of where we were with the first WNUF special versus now, or at least we've jumped a few years. Mm-hmm. Now we're into scare commercials and political commercials. Yeah. Oh, and he God, does. Yes. The, the one that really struck a chord with me was how objectively scary he made his AIDS awareness commercial. <laughs> yeah. Because they were all supposed to scare the shit out of you. Right. Yes. Whenever they would come on TV. And that's what this was supposed to do. And then there was the political commercials with the Republican and the Democrat candidate. Oh, the Senate. mudslinging commercials. Yeah. Yes. Oh, my God. Like, just so, just so nails every one of those, you know, types of commercials that you could get um, just so well. Like, good Lord, he is so good at this. Um I'm so like it's so good. I can't even. I don't know. You can you can talk because I'll I'll just talk about commercials <laughs> the whole time. Well, Though I, I do want to say, what, yeah, all those commercials are just phenomenal. And I mean, that's one of the things I loved about WNUF also was the commercials. Mm-hmm. And this one does not let us down. And yeah, I mean, he he nailed the exact vibe and feel of how those commercials were back in the 90s. I mean, it looked like I was watching old school commercials. And, you know, like the the, the one that really killed me was the parody for the Pure Moods CD. Uh-huh. When uh-huh. that happened, I lost it. I'm like, oh, my God, it's Pure Moods. He's making fun of Pure Moods. And it's like, I'm there back was, in college. Oh, my God. There, there yeah. was a beer commercial that I swear I have I, I, the, the concept of that commercial I've seen in our lives, the one with the Frankenstein. No, no. The one I saw wasn't a beer commercial. It was real. And it was in Ohio and it was a lottery commercial where it was Frankenstein and Igor doing it. It's a live bit, but it was like a, a Halloween themed scratcher ticket. Mm-hmm. And it was like, so I was there. Like, it's crazy. Like how good he is at making yeah. these things just wild to me that bigfoot energy drink commercial though i'm i'm into that oh, that was awesome yeah and then they, and, and then we get the talk show oh the ricky lake stuff was it was so spot on I mean, be I nice the, oh the catchphrase be nice <laughs> um and I, I i loved how they found a way to incorporate the events of the first WNUF Halloween uh-huh. special right then and there at that point with um, all of a sudden bringing in the, what was it, like the, the niece or the granddaughter? Or it was the niece, the yeah. Niece, yes, the niece of um, the, um, the, the, the psychics from the first film who died in the first film. Right. Um. And she's written a book, and now she's, like, you know, trying to, you know, busker the book on television, basically, and does it in legit style. It's like, I can't give away everything. You have to read the book. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. And And then they bring in the skeptic, who I believe, I'll need to rewatch it, because I'm a little hazy. Was he in the first one? I can't remember if he was in the first one or not, but all I know is he nailed skeptic characters like that that Mm -hmm. he brought in to, you know— say nope this this didn't happen um but uh i will say ivy sparks that was her name i was trying yeah to, like, her name ivy sparks. ask ask ivy ivy sparks yes i mean 
She was literally like uh, Ricky Lake meets, uh, oh God, what was the one who had the show and there was that murder that happened because of the show. Um, oh, I can't well, remember. I can't, I can't remember the name of the talk show host now from the 90s. That that's okay. With. But, but it was it was a a spot on parody of 90s talk show of the 90s talk show phenomena because everybody had them. You were, mm-hmm. you had them locally. You had them. You know they they were on all day, mm-hmm. just all day. Um, you couldn't escape them. Mm-hmm. So it was great. They, so they did a great job with that. They had the. Um, I love. Go- I, I, I love the having sex with a ghost. Yeah, the ghost menage a trois. I don't speak French. (laughs) That's when it became Jerry Springer at that point, and it was with the the ghost menage a trois. And I really wish that they would have done something and come back with the vampire, uh, the 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 vampire makeover. Yes, because I mean that was such. I mean, just the the look of the vampire. He's like, please don't film me. Just just don't. Please don't do this. I wanted to come back to him too. Yes. Oh my I God. felt bad for the poor of him because I know people like that. I know people. I know those people in real life. <laughs> like, like I take this very seriously. Please don't do this. <laughs> but they did in the next part because what in the next part we find out very quickly that her she was can her show was canceled. Oh, her show was shit canned. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, we jump because we jump ahead like it was like two or three years that we jump ahead. Well, and the cool thing that they do is they show a commercial for and what it's not in search of what was the name of the the uh, paranormal show. Oh, I um shit I can't remember. But they show a commercial for the paranormal show during ivy mm-hmm. ask ivy so you're aware that it exists before they jump ahead and put her on the show so that's cool yeah because she gets fired from her talk show but then she's now got a job as co-host of this like ripley's believe it or not ripoff show and they're making a big push about it but of course since they're doing this live broadcast uh from uh this uh, site of extraterrestrial activity in the town of course everyone sees her and it's like say it for us say be nice be nice and you can, yeah. she's just like no i'm over it yeah she's done <laughs> she's done and in this section they parody one of the biggest events of the time period and and use it and, and make nods to it and allegory to it and it is it is wonderful the speaking of jonathan frakes the alien autopsy. Yes. Oh man, how po- how big you couldn't. There was no you way to get away from it. Escape the alien autopsy bullshit that came out in the nineties. Yeah. No. And, and this it, uses it to such great effect. Yeah. Uh, what kills me is how people actually fell for that alien autopsy shit. And I mean, yeah, I mean, NASA's now declassified UFO documentation and everything. But I remember even watching it in college and looking at that thing, going, "That's fake." <laughs> sure. Like, yeah, like this no. As, this was filmed at Six Flags, wasn't it? Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. This was Halloween Horror Nights did this shit. Um But yes, um they go to this paranormal activity show, which I used to watch those shows like they were my like they were dinner, breakfast oh, lunch. The dinner. Jonathan Frakes one, yeah. Oh yeah. But any of them, local ones, um, regional ones, national ones, uh Leonard Des Moines. Jonathan Franks, uh, William Shatner, 
all Star Trek had him. I'm surprised Picard or uh, uh, what was that? God damn it! What's his name in real life? Picard's name? Why can't I? My brain. Oh, um. Oh my God! Why am I forgetting his name? Two old men trying to think of names. Um. <laughs> but anyway, I'm sure he he shat on the idea when they brought it to him. But I, I guarantee you, they did. Um, you see, Jordan LaForge was smart, and it was like, no, I'm just going to keep doing Reading Rainbow. Yeah, like, I know but, where my bread's buttered, pal. Um, but beyond belief, I watched so much of that shit. Patrick Stewart, that's his Thank name. you, thank yeah, you. I, I watched so much beyond belief, it was pathetic. It was great. I mean, it, and they nailed that type of show, too. Just nailed it. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I was having a lot of fun watching the people at the barn dance dance, <laughs> trying to, like, see what was going on back there. Um, but they definitely had a, um, a great vibe to that section. Mm-hmm. And what I love is, is that, is that instead of trying to do a rehash of what happened in the first film, you know, while they were talking about, you know, the couple, I mean, we get a good plot twist with that couple as to what was originally supposed to happen. But, you know, now we're beginning to think, was it bullshit? Or was it not? We don't know. I mean, but what I love is not only the plot twist with them, but the true plot twist ending to this thing. Oh, God, it was, was so great. And by the way, for it, and I <laughs> applauded it. We have to say for the record that whenever they would go to commercial or need a break, they would throw it to this old B movie be horror movie guy this actor chef's kiss oh my who, god who would give you real facts trivia about uh horror about like b horror movies or action movies or whatever and they were hilarious that was, was a so real good fact. that's a real fact and i wish i had a list of them because they were so good they were so good and i wish i had a list of the movies he said he starred in Oh, those movies, some of those were just great, and just they, they just kept getting funnier and funnier. I know, they kept getting more and more outlandish. Uh, 1-900-Frankenstein, yes. <laughs> that's all I remember. Yes, the, Damn it. The, the erotic horror thriller, 1-900-Frankenstein. I looked at Lacey, and I'm like, I want to live for 24 hours where all of this exists for real. I will watch every one of those movies that I can get my hands on. Everyone, one nine hundred Frankenstein. How perfect is like? Yes, you would. You couldn't. I could sit in a room for twenty four hours trying to come up with dumb movies and never come up with one nine hundred Frankenstein. Jesus, <laughs> good. That was that was the best one. I mean, they came up with some great titles, but one nine hundred Frankenstein was just. I, I could see a movie like that coming out during that yeah. time period too. <laughs> exactly, but but they so this guy is a known quantity in the movie. They keep going to him to do these uh, station breaks. So it was kind of like a Dick Miller like character, basically. Uh, it's, I, I, it was what I was kind of getting. It's like if 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 this universe had an equivalent to Dick Miller, it's this guy because of all the films he's been in. Right. Right. Um, so so they keep throwing to him and they keep going back and forth and they eventually they're they're explaining all of the all the sightings and all the alien things. And the probably one of my favorite things in the entire movie is they <laughs> very Mothman style. Um, 
they 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 catch up with and interview this pizza delivery kid. Oh yes. Who says an alien ate the pizza? And they have a reenactment of the alien eating the pizza, and it's a rubber suit alien just covered in pizza. I was dying. It was so great. It was so great. But eventually, I love they, that they did a parody of. Um, they also did a parody of, of signs with the wedding yeah. footage, which I was like, oh my god, we're parodying, uh, we're parodying signs now. A two thousands movie is being parodied here because they're like, <laughs> this is the most graphic and horrific footage of an alien encounter and it's so obvious a guy in a rubber suit yeah trying to grab <laughs> or a some child in cake. a rubber suit trying to <laughs> grab, grab a wedding, some wedding cake <laughs> <laughs> it's very it's very good it's very good but it's eventually they go through all this evidence and then they have an interview with the um the hail bop comic uh cult Oh, the fact that they made fun of that whole thing was great, too. I, I mean, I, right when I was actually sitting there going, OK, are we going to get a parody of Hail Bop? And it did not disappoint. Yeah, they did. A, they did a great job with the later who calls himself Ding. I was dying. I was like, but but now I'm called Ding. And I was like, what? <laughs> Ding? All right. Um, you know, and the and the apocalypse is coming October 31st, 1996. That's when the that's when the aliens will come and and um, ferry them off to space. Um, and there's weird stuff happens throughout. Like you have like interruptions in the broadcast with what looks like an alien, you know, like in the static um, and things like that are happening. And they're trying to the guy that they get to be the the body language interpreter for the alien. Like, oh, no, you no no, you're going to die. No, <laughs> How dangerous is this? Very dangerous. <laughs> Very dangerous. Well, the cult says that they're coming under peaceful means. Yeah, they're wrong. Oh, they're wrong. <laughs> You're going to die. That, that language said, we're all dead. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to give I don't want to give away the plot twist ending. No, because the because the, pl- the plot twist ending was perfect. And it was great. I didn't. And again, just like the last one. 100 percent didn't see it coming yeah didn't like, see it coming at all if this was in the theater i would this is where i would have given the movie a standing ovation uh because it was a great plot twist uh and i love how it ends with something that could potentially set up part three mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and i like when that clip started and all of a sudden the tape stopped i'm like no, I want to know about that story now. <laughs> Come on, no, let's, let's Don't stop. Like, I always feel because it lulls you into this place where you're watching TV, mm-hmm. right? You're not you didn't put in the DVD and start a movie. You're by by an hour and 10 minutes in. It has you in a place where you're just watching TV. Like you're watching TV in 1996 because the commercials are geared in such a way they're made so perfectly to the time period. Everything is done in such a way that it's 1996 down to the costuming, down to the hair and makeup, the set. And not only that, but it was he made the grain of an old VHS tape look. Oh, perfect. Perfectly. I mean, just you could tell that this was a VHS tape that has been used a couple of times before Mm -hmm. recording what was finally left on the tape it just nailed that that quality that happens when you 
where you record over something over and over again just nailed that aesthetic so well but when it when the when it actually stops right you're 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 shocked it's jarring because you're because you're so far into it that you you're think you think you're just sitting on your couch watching tv yeah. and you have to kind of remember that oh no this was a thing that a guy made that was a, a set amount of time this is a movie this isn't me just watching TV in 1996, waiting for the Sunny D commercial to come on. Like, <laughs> it's so it, they're so genius. Like, like it's just great. Like, I have no notes at all about either of these two films. Like, they they could be in my lifetime for what they are supposed. They achieve every goal that they try to go out and set out to achieve which is a hard thing for a film to do, especially for a um, fan-supported type um, under-the-radar thing that gets made. Yeah, because it's totally fan-supported, this one. I mean, yeah. The, yeah there was, the budget came from people who donated, uh, which yeah. is why right now the, their distribution is, is strictly through their website right now. They have no plans on doing any like digital release, they said, or anything. And, I really want Shutter to pick it up. I, I, I hope, hope that do. Shutter pays to pick it up because everybody will want to see this. It deserves to be seen um, in the same way that the first one did. And Shutter picked it up what a year later? About a year later, yeah. Yeah. So let's hope that next year, maybe for Halloween, we can get a, a Shutter release of this. I'm very glad that I bought it. Um, Me too. Very... Uh, I mean, I don't regret spending a dime on this thing. Um, I would say that if you can't wait to watch it then go buy a copy I mean, oh buy you, it yeah i mean if you were such a big fan of the original wnuf halloween special the sequel is still available to sell uh and i'm getting the website right now where you can get it it is um wnuf.bigcartel.com uh, we'll take you to the out there. It is $30 and it is worth every penny. Oh yeah. And support him, support yeah. Chris, support his team. Um, I'm praying that we get more content. I'm hoping that somebody throws money at him. Like, I don't want him to have a huge budget. I don't think he would abuse a huge budget because he knows what this is like, but like, can you imagine uh, like him getting something and being allowed to have like a bloom house release, <laughs> just yeah. something like that, something, something large, like what he could do with a couple million dollars uh, would be outstanding. If he kept, if he kept it real and I don't see any reason why he wouldn't um, God bless you, man. Keep making movies between this. And so between there's three things that we've seen so far this Halloween season. And again, we're only 10 days in to Halloween season. Yeah, I mean yeah, by the, the time October. I mean by the time this one's released, it'll be on October. It'll be eight, so a lot of stuff has already come out. But but at the time of our one of the recording, best things I've watched so far this Halloween season. At the time of this recording, we are not that far in, and I, my season is already made between this uh, Deadstream and the Werewolf by Night Marvel special. Like that's oh, it. Oh, Werewolf by Night was so good. Oh my like God. you guys, you guys have done it. Like. I'm good now. Like, I don't need a huge, and there's so much coming and there's so much that's come out recently. I finally saw that Barbarian is getting its digital release later this month. 
Um, so like, I am, I'm good. Like, this is the wildest Halloween season that I've had, I think, in my adult life. Mm. Like, it's crazy what we're getting right now and the quality of it. And yeah, and, and at the time of this recording, we've not had Halloween ends yet. No, nope. uh, we've not had the Joe Bob Briggs Halloween special yet. Nope. Um, and all sorts of other fun uh, goodies. Uh, I mean, we have the official this month. We had a actual true official theatrical release of Trick or Treat 15 right. years later. I mean, right. <clears throat> uh, just a lot of great stuff happening this Halloween season. And I'm so grateful for it. Hell, uh, by the time this episode comes out, uh, VHS 99 will have been right. dropped on Shudder. And, and Shudder just announced VHS 85 coming next year. Next year, so. right. Jeez, okay. Yeah, so let's keep this ball rolling. I want a... We're in 2002 now. So, t- 2022. Sorry, I was stuck in uh, I was stuck <laughs> in WNUF land. I was going to say, is that uh, when you want the third WNUF special? Yeah. He said it's 2002. <laughs> I want a 1985-1986 level, which I kind of feel like we're getting now, but I want to push to that level where we can actually take a year and say, yeah, this is comparable to the greatest years in horror, um, because I feel like we're trending that way. And I hope that we don't, you know, find the top of that roller coaster before we get, like, peak stuff or, you know, the the bubble bursts before we get there, because we are heading in a really, really good direction. Before we get movies like Pray for Morning. Listen, listen. <laughs> I don't know who could do the Udo Kier stuff at this point, but I, who would you cast as Udo Kier now in a remake of Pray for Morning? <laughs> That's my question to everybody out there. Go watch Pray for Morning and tell me who you would cast Udo Kier for. Buy it. There's like seven copies left on Amazon. Jeffrey I bought Combs. two of them. I would cast Jeffrey Combs. Oh, that's a whole different movie. That <laughs> if we're if we're going to be ripping off House on Haunted Hill, then bring Jeffrey yeah. Combs. In. <laughs> I was gonna say that becomes like that Frighteners, that weird. My body is a roadmap of pain. <laughs> Jeffrey, I love you, everything you do, but that one line in Frighteners could be your best work of all time. <laughs> Reanimator's great. You did great work. Um, you and you and Stuart Jordan just not, not out of the park every time, but that one line in Frighteners, when you rip open your shirt and you have all the the cult uh, symbology etched into your body, and you know your body, my body is a roadmap of pain, is probably your some of the finest work I've ever seen in my entire life, and I still quote it on a weekly basis because I'm yeah. 45 years old and my back hurts all the time. Uh, <laughs> What's wrong with you? My body is a roadmap of pain. Uh, <laughs> all right, we got to watch like 85 more things now. Uh, yeah. So we should probably let these people get back to it too. Um, Happy Halloween, everybody. Um, yeah, for yeah, sure. For sure. This has been a great year. I mean, if you haven't watched any of the new stuff on Shudder yet, go watch, especially especially the... the um, uh the the god i can't believe i'm forgetting it the, the dead, dead stream stream, dead yeah. stream uh just some great shit out there if you've not seen the original wnuf halloween special watch it it's so much fun uh, it's a great parody of found footage films um and also love letter to them at the same time uh just a lot of a lot of great material out there 
uh, and have a safe and happy Halloween, and we will see you in November when we begin Lillard Fair. <laughs> oh, God, uh, Sarah McLaughlin. That's all. That's all I got. Sarah McLaughlin. And the eyes of the angel. This doggy is dying on TV. Listen, that's my backyard all the time now with these <laughs> cats that have adopted us. There is a cat that lives in my backyard that I, sh- I shit you not, I think is the ghost of a Victorian child. Um, I'll try to send you a picture. Uh, maybe we can get one for the for the for our Twitter account, but. The, every, you cannot walk by the back door without this cat staring inside, and it has the most like mournful face of any cat I've ever seen in my life. And it's just like it, I feel like it's some kind of Dickensian ghost cat that is uh, warning me of danger. Is it like the cat from Frankenweenie? You'll see. I'll I'll get you a picture. Don't worry. You'll just be like, "Whoa, come on, come on with this cat. What are we doing?" All right, gang. Thank you so much again uh, for listening to this show. And again, thank you to the filmmakers of, of this yes. movie for for getting the, the for raising the funds and giving us an amazing sequel. It was so such fun. a great such a great film. And we will see you all next month. I, I want that toothpaste too. <laughs> I want everything in this movie to be real. As our host, Roy, will be recovering from cancer surgery. We wish him the best of luck and cannot wait for him and Andrew to return in December as they begin their look at the cinema of Matthew Lillard with Lillard Fair. Thank you for understanding, and also in the meantime, you can listen to past episodes of our show or you can go to our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash cult cinema catacombs and sign up for fun extras that will be available there as well. Everyone have a safe and happy Halloween. If you celebrate it, have a safe and happy Thanksgiving. If you go out and shop on Black Friday, be careful and wear your Kevlar. And we will see you all again in December.